Hello, and welcome to Star Wars Sleepover, a laid-back exploration of the captivating and sometimes ridiculous galaxy far, far away. I'm Europa Tokani, and I am here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Loya Rowan. Ever wonder exactly how to style your hair and raise signature buns? Or admire the black sparkle manicure Kira somehow got while living as a scum rat? Our guest has the answers. She's a licensed cosmetologist and Loya's sister. Today, we're welcoming Siri to talk about hair and makeup in Solo and the sequel trilogy. Time now for our first segment, Cantina Corner. Every episode, usually Loya and I each choose a Star Wars-themed cocktail to enjoy during our sleepover, but this week, since we have a special guest, we asked her to choose a cocktail for all of us to make. So, Siri, tell us what you chose. Hello, bright suns, bright suns. So, I chose the Kylo Ren cocktail by Redhead Baby Mama. It has tequila, grenadine, lime juice, margarita mix, cranberry juice, simple syrup, and black sugar. So I think we may have all possibly made the cocktail differently. Did oh, yeah. You, did you <laughs> adhere strictly to the recipe, Siri? I did, and I kind of regret it. Because <laughs> it is, just because it is a little too sweet for my taste, Especially with the sugar rim, it is just a little bit too sweet, but it is very good. I, when I saw the margarita mix, decided not to use that because I'm not a fan. And I swear it's been twice now that I've seen a recipe that includes simple syrup. And I always think it's going in the drink. And I'm like, hell hell no, I'm not putting simple syrup in my drink. But then I realized that it's for the rim. And actually it was the other recipe by Redhead Baby Mama <laughs> that I did <laughs> where that was the case. So anyway, like looking at the recipe, I thought this drink was going to be insanely sweet. So I <laughs> substituted just lime juice and some Grand Marnier for the margarita mix, but I put way too much lime juice in mine. I was trying to test it as I was making it. And it's just, I put like two full limes of juice in it and <laughs> It was not the best decision. I put like a little more cranberry juice and grenadine in it to try and balance it out a little bit. And it's not bad, but I also didn't have any margarita salt. So I'm missing the salt for sure. Yeah, I feel like a mixture of sugar and salt will make this better. I agree. I also didn't use margarita mix because I thought I had purchased it in my grocery order and it did not arrive. Um, So I used a little bit of squirt and I also doubled the amount of... Uh, tequila in there and grenadine the grenadine is too sweet so it's still too sweet for me as well put some salt on the rim and then more tequila would really liven it up I used up the last of my tequila I I know it said three ounces of tequila but I had like still a little bit left in the bottle so I just used up the rest of it so I do feel like it has a lot of tequila in it (laughs) (laughs) so mine doesn't taste like it has a lot of tequila (laughs) So unfortunately, it was supposed to also have black salt, which would have looked very cool, but I'm not really sure where you get that. I couldn't find it anywhere. So mine has purple. Oh, I didn't even do a color. It does look good in the picture with the white, though. 
Yeah, mine does not look interesting at all. It just it looks like Kool-Aid, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, mine came out a lot lighter than I thought it would be. I don't know if that was just user error or not, but it looked a lot lighter than I thought. Yeah, mine was like straight up pink at one point before I put more cranberry juice and grenadine in it. It is red now, but it really is like the exact color of whatever flavor the red Kool-Aid is. Yeah. I, I think mine does have, I'm starting to taste the tequila a little. <laughs> it's really not bad. I think it actually has improved a little bit too, since like the ice has melted a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not like as tart, but yeah, I don't know. I would definitely make it again, but I think I would need to tweak it a little bit. So Siri, did you choose the strength for any particular reason? So I did choose this strength just because of my love for Kylo Ren. <laughs> yes. As soon as I saw Kylo Ren's name, I just knew that that was a drink that I would have to make. And the other reason I chose it was because it was pretty simple. I'm not really a cocktail concierge, so (laughs) I thought, you know, something pretty simple, something similar to a margarita. So, yeah, well, I think it'll definitely do the job as we get into our episode. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. And now, in a recurring segment that we will call the Mouse Droid segment going forward, formerly known as Housekeeping, we have some things we want to talk about, like Europa seeing Emperor Strikes Back at the Drive-In. Yes, I know probably about a month ago now, Disney decided they were going to allow theaters to show Empire Strikes Back. And one of my friends actually invited me to go see it at a theater. However, as we're recording this, COVID-19 is still very much around and I'm a little reluctant to do a lot of things indoors. So I declined that as much as it was very sad for me to pass up a chance to watch Empire Strikes Back on a big screen. But the drive-in that is near us here played it last weekend And actually, another friend was supposed to come with me to see it. Wasn't able to go. Long story short, my husband, who we've established is not at all a Star Wars fan, was forced to go with me and (laughs) complained about it a decent amount. But I was very proud of him and very shocked that he watched the whole movie. He paid attention to it all the way through. He was not on his phone. And he was, like, asking me questions about it. And after it was over, said it was good. And he was glad that he went to see it at the drive-in. So I feel like that was a small victory. That warms my heart. (laughs) And it was really cool to see it at the drive-in. I saw The Phantom Menace, actually, when it came out at the drive-in. But that was the only other Star Wars movie I had seen at the drive-in. So... I also had seen Empire Strikes Back at the movies when they did the special edition releases back in the 90s, but that was a long time ago at this point. So <laughs> it was it was definitely a different experience to see it on a big screen, and I noticed a lot of details that I had never noticed before, even though I've seen that movie, like, God knows how many times. And one of them was that apparently Boba Fett has, like several hair braids that are on his armor and 
really? As I was watching the movie, I like turned to my husband and I was like, what the hell? Like, I <laughs> had absolutely no idea. And it, I was like, this is disgusting looking. Like, what is this? And I had to look it up afterward. And apparently, according to the old expanded universe explanation, they were made of hair from Wookiees. <laughs> but then, like, now that the old EU is not canon anymore, they may or may not be the braids of Padawans <laughs> that he's really? killed. So, like, either way, it's not good. But I just, like, I can't believe that in all these years I've never noticed that. <laughs> it's interesting because Boba was just in the episode of Clone Wars that I watched, or, yeah. like, in a few episodes back. Ooh, that kid. I think Man. I watched that episode the same yeah. day that I went to see Empire Strikes Back, actually. The one Maybe. where he was trying to kill Mace Windu. Yeah. But then also the one where he they, like, track him down and... um his fellow bounty hunter leaves him. Yeah. That was a subsequent episode. And then yeah. he's just like, you're going to have to forgive me. Apparently <laughs> that didn't, that wasn't very persuasive as an argument. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all know I am not a huge fan of Boba Fett. I wasn't a huge fan of him even before they started trying to give him more backstory. And now that he has more backstory, I think I like that even less. So <laughs> may I ask why though? Why? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think that he's a very overrated character. Like, obviously I wasn't around when Empire Strikes Back first came out. I wasn't born yet because I'm not that old. But I just feel like there are a lot of people that are, like, obsessed with him and think he's the best character ever. And he honestly doesn't really do much. He just (laughs) shows up. He has, like, almost no dialogue. He kind of just stands there and looks cool. And then he dies. And I know, like, in the, again, in the expanded universe, like, apparently he didn't die in the Sarlacc. He got out and did other things. But, like, it's just an example of, like, a character that, like, yes, he looks cool, but there's not really any substance to him. Yeah, it's true. I like my bounty hunters more ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> Should we transition into your thoughts so far on Clone Wars? Yes. Speaking of bounty hunters, I like. <laughs> and some very interesting thoughts about Cad Bane. I blame okay. the I blame the boots and the hat and the like cowboy thing he's got going for him and his voice. So he's really cool. <laughs> and then also I also appreciate Admiral Trench. I was actually talking to a coworker about this and his like spider clickings are very entertaining to me. And I was saying that I wanted to just like go around doing spider clickings in lieu of like long pauses. So anytime like in this podcast, there's an um or a, uh, it would just be like with the spider clickings, which I obviously can't do a very good impression of. It would definitely be interesting <laughs> if we recorded that and then dubbed that over anytime you say, um, Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, can that happen? I would <laughs> I love don't know. That. It probably could. I'm sure it could. I did find in my love of compilations, I found a YouTube video that compiled every single click throughout Clone Wars. Wow. So I had to mention that so I can link to it on our website. So I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. We're going to have an episode about Obi-Wan next week, and we'll talk more about that relationship, which is kind of the focus. But 
you go back to our episode about droids, yeah, the Republic does not treat droids like people at all. Like, <laughs> based on Clone Wars, at least. Like, there was an episode with R2-D2 and Anakin being upset about R2-T2 being lost in space. And Obi-Wan's just like, why? Are, you know, astromech droids are a dime a dozen. So that kind well, of... Obi-Wan doesn't really seem to like R2-D2 in general. I don't know why. I don't know either. Because, you know, I don't understand how you cannot love R2-D2. It's true. Yeah. But he is... Siri, what do you think of R2-D2? I absolutely love R2-D2. He was always one of my favorite characters. Even growing up and watching the Star Wars movies, he's the best. How can you not love him? You were probably influenced by me, too. Like, (laughs) that was, like, one of my favorite characters, so you probably didn't really have a choice. That could be true, (laughs) but (laughs) I feel like on my own, I would still love R2-D2. Yeah, and as an adult, you would make your own choice. (laughs) True. <laughs> so I am doing okay with Clone Wars. I was hoping that I would be more into it than I am, but I'm still kind of struggling with it a little. I have liked certain aspects of it more than others. Like I have, I think, liked the episodes that involved Padme and yeah. things that were going on in the Senate. More so than other episodes, like, I'm not the biggest fan of just watching Anakin and Obi-Wan fly around the galaxy and get into battles. Like, I find it hard, like, that. it's hard for me to dedicate my attention to that. I don't know, like, (laughs) perhaps this is just a problem with me, but, like, this has always been the case that if there's, like... An extended <laughs> battle scene or like fighting that goes on for too long, I just start to like tune it out. <laughs> oh my god, no, because maybe it's just because we're related, but I 1000% agree. I can't deal with too much action. I literally will just zone out. I think it's the most boring thing ever for some reason. Like, I-, I remember doing a report in high school where we had to watch like a Vietnam war movie. And I can't even remember exactly what I watched, but I had to, like, give a presentation on it. And I remember saying, like, yeah, this movie was fine, but, like, honestly, I found myself getting bored (laughs) watching the battle (laughs) scene. And my my teacher was just like, what? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, no, like, I just, I couldn't pay attention to them. (laughs) Because you know what it is? I think the majority of people are excited by the action scenes or like very into the action scenes and that's what keeps their interest whereas like we're kind of just the opposite we're like oh there's too much action this is <laughs> yeah and, like that doesn't happen with lightsaber no because... like that's interesting to me but if it's just like like literally a battle like i'll just not pay attention until it's over and then be like okay exactly exactly I don't know. I am looking forward to later portions of Clone Wars because I think it will become more interesting to me once they like get away from certain aspects a little bit more. And I'm excited for Ahsoka to be older <laughs> and She's to get so a different outfit soon. Yeah, that's <laughs> and for sure. yeah, I know. I know she's not like truly an adult even in Clone Wars, like, not until Rebels, but I do like her. I just wish that there were, like, more of her and less of Anakin. Yeah. 
He's I mean, better, but he's still not great. Yeah. I must say, I think you will enjoy Rebels much more. That's exciting. In in my opinion, at least. Like, I know I definitely like Rebels a lot more than Clone Wars. That's a good way to segue into our next topic. So, Siri, you are not really a Star Wars fan, but you both your only sibling and your fiancé are obsessed with Star Wars. So, right. what is that like? <laughs> Honestly, it has made me appreciate Star Wars a lot more. So, <laughs> I would say... So growing up, I wouldn't say, like, obviously I wasn't a huge Star Wars fan or anything, but it was in my life. You know, of course, Mm -hmm. it was around from you. And actually, like, some of our family members had some of the old VHSs. um, And I, like, very vividly remember having those there um, and just, like, watching them from time to time. And it's kind of one of, like, my childhood memories. So I always grew up with Star Wars kind of just in the background, but I was never really big into it. A very unpopular opinion is I do like (laughs) the newer movies more. I know. I'm sorry, everyone. But (laughs) they do kind of spark my interest a little bit more. But having my sister and my fiance both pretty much, I would say, obsessed. Would you say obsessed? Yeah, I I think that's probably, like, an understatement for both of us. (laughs) Mm. It really has sparked some more interest in Star Wars, and I do appreciate things a lot more, you know, with kind of the input from the both of you. And I like being around you guys when, you know, you're talking about Star Wars, and you get excited about Star Wars, and we've gone to a lot of premieres together, and that's really fun. So I like to see you guys love it. Since the new movies, or I I guess they're not that new now, but since the sequel trilogy has started being released, you and your fiancé have come with me and my husband to see them all. Like, if not on opening night, then, like, the next night. Right. And, yeah, obviously that's, like, a big event for (laughs) me and for your fiancé. And you had to deal with both of us going to see Rise of Skywalker. So <laughs> I I apologize for that experience. But, but I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's a good bonding experience for you guys. Like, that's amazing that, like, you know, even if you're not super into it, Siri, like, you can appreciate the fact that Europa and your fiance are. What really gets me is, so when we go together to the premieres and things like that, what really gets me is when we're all sitting in the movie theater and that first scene starts. And, you know, it just has the intro. And I just, like, I always feel a certain way. Like, I just get, like, kind of, like, mushy, you know? I just look around. I'm like, you know, this is great. We're at Star Wars. You know, we're seeing it in the movie theaters. Like, this isn't something that everyone can experience. And it kind of makes me feel like almost thankful in a way that we're able to experience that together. Even though, again, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. It's just kind of like the atmosphere of the room and like the attitude of everyone in the room. You can tell that everyone really loves it. And I think that's what's so great about it. And obviously, Siri, you love Disney. Like if there's something that you're obsessed with, it's Disney, particularly the Disney parks. So 
Right. Now that Star Wars is part of Disney, that's something that you are experiencing too. Absolutely, yeah. You went to Galaxy's Edge like a month before I did last year and you built a droid and your fiance built a lightsaber and you got to like do all of the fun things there. I did, yeah. Galaxy's Edge is amazing. I love Galaxy's Edge. It's like Disney always finds a way to just take it to the next level. And it's great for me because I love Disney parks and I love Disney. And I see how immersed everyone is and everything is. And then taking it on the other end, it's like someone who's a Star Wars fan, they feel like they're in Galaxy's Edge. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean... You weren't with me when I went for the first time, but <laughs> I l- luckily was with someone else who like absolutely loves Star Wars, and I can't even like describe how awesome it was, and we both cried. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you you missed out on that. <laughs> I I mean I think my fiance did I think he did tear up a bit, but I do remember <laughs> him like getting pretty upset with me because. So when we had first gone there, we got to Hollywood Studios for about, I think it was about 5.30 in the morning. So, oh. yeah, so like, I'm I'm not a morning person by any means. And I'm someone who like needs coffee as soon as I wake up or else I'm just like not functioning. So I remember like when we went there and everyone was, you know, saying hello in Galaxy's Edge. And my fiance got so upset because I wouldn't say bright suns. And it was just like, for the sole fact that I wasn't awake yet. So all the cast members were saying bright suns and everyone was so happy. And I like, I just, I just like, Hey, (laughs) and like, it was so, 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 so upsetting to him. And now thinking back, I like, honestly, I feel so bad. If I could have just said bright suns, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like it's, it's truly an experience, you know? Yeah, I will tell, like, one quick story about when I went to Galaxy's Edge. So I built a lightsaber. It was, like, honestly, like, one of the best moments of my life. And in order to build the lightsaber, I went to the droid depot where you build the droids. And I had, like, seen on all of these Disney, like, message boards and bloggers and stuff that you could get this coin essentially that is like their currency of black spire outpost or batu where galaxy's edge is set and someone suggested like you're gonna have to use like either a credit card or whatever you're gonna have to like pay for your lightsaber before you build it and you can get it's a gift card the coin is a gift card but they were like you can get this as a souvenir you just have to put i think it was a hundred dollars on it and the lightsabers are $200. So I went to Droid Depot and bought the gift card in the form of the Batuan Spira or Spira. And then I went over to where the lightsabers are built and I used that to pay for the lightsaber. <laughs> and like, it was such like a dorky moment, but I was just like, <laughs> I was like, they're like, well, this will be like, 199 credits and I <laughs> took out my Batuan Spear and like handed it to them. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. Before we get on to our specific topic today, 
I want to ask you some more things about how you relate to Star Wars. And I don't even know. I think I know the answer to some of these, but maybe not necessarily all of them. What would you say, Siri, is your favorite Star Wars movie? <laughs> so you know what my favorite Star Wars <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do know this um, one. And I know it's not a popular opinion, but it's Solo. Why is Solo your favorite? <laughs> so... I feel like Solo is the perfect action movie. Mm. Like we were talking about, like we kind of zone out when there's too much action. It gets a little boring for, you know, my taste. I think Solo is the perfect mix of action, perfect mix of feel good. And it's just a movie that my ADD can actually pay attention to, (laughs) which is like, pretty major because I have a hard time paying attention to movies and you can vouch for that yeah, <laughs> yeah there's like I don't a you want to bring up any specific story um yeah I think I do so <laughs> this is like a, a phrase now that is used in our family so at one point I don't know it was when the Harry Potter movies were coming out and I think it was maybe like the second or third movie so however long ago that was, but oh my gosh, I didn't read Harry Potter into, at all, like until I was in high school because I refused to for a period of time. But that's another story. And so I was like just getting into it, and <laughs> at one point I was like, "Oh, do you want to watch Harry Potter?" And she was like, "Sure." So we were watching it. At one point she just got bored, and I like turned around and she was trying to do the worm. <laughs> maybe sitting on like her bed or something and she was like she like went to like look at me and she's like oh and then she like looked at us just on the floor trying to do the work <laughs> and she's like, like just I don't know what was going through my mind but I think it was just like pure boredom like I just couldn't I just couldn't pay attention to the movie and that's why I would say it's a pretty big deal if I can sit through a whole movie that when I'm not in the movie theater But yeah, so like her fiance knows all about that. So Siri, what is your favorite Star Wars character? So my favorite Star Wars character, leading back to the drink I chose, is Kylo Ren. Oh, I'm kind of of surprised by this answer, actually. Why is that? I had a couple of other characters that I thought that you might say. The first one was Palpatine. Hmm. I mean, Palpatine is a close second I would say (laughs) but the sad truth is all my favorite characters are evil like it's just yeah so like what it is honestly like my number one guess was Palpatine but then my second one was Bib Fortuna okay I was trying so hard to find a way to mention Bib Fortuna and like I I was, like, writing my notes down, and I was, like, how can I mention Big Fortuna? And I was, like, I had a whole segment about him, and then I crossed it out. Because I was, like, no, like, you're just trying to force Big Fortuna into this. No, I mean, I think you should, like, do your segment right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, it kind of had to do with one of the topics. 
Okay. We can get into it. We'll have to bring it up later. But, like, yeah, you definitely have to bring it up. I honestly had to Google Bib Fortuna, and now looking at him, and I'm like, oh. Is it Bib Fortuna or Bib Fortuna? I don't know. Oh, I mean, like, we established I can't pronounce anything. (laughs) Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Kylo Ren is your favorite? I do want to know, though, Siri, what do you like about Kylo Ren? So... I would say my answer to that is dependent on the next question. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to that. Loya, you had a very special request for our guests. I did. So I've heard backgrounds of the dark emo past, and I know that you have a special One Perfect song that you would pick for Kylo Ren, and I'm interested to know what it is. So I think we should preface this a little bit and explain that Siri was an emo slash scene kid. Right. In her high school years. <laughs> and, like, has a, a very deep wealth of emo knowledge <laughs> that I, I don't think she, like, has renounced at all. I think she would still proudly associate herself with the emo scene. However, she she's not... <laughs> she doesn't look like an emo kid anymore. Like, let's clear that up. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think, in case I think, anyone was wondering. I think her heart will always be a little bit emo. Yeah. My heart's in Ohio. I cut you off. But anyway, did you choose, did, were you able to find one truly perfect song? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh, and I'm so excited. I'm a little bit scared that one of you also may have chose this. Just because <laughs> when I thought of it, I was like, this is a song. Like, I just knew right away. So I was kind of scared that maybe, like, you guys felt the same way. <laughs> but I, I couldn't I, limit myself to one. So I have, like, seven. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the song that I chose for Kylo Ren is I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance. Uh, all right. That was not my pick. Okay. I'm listening to it right now. Siri, I'm not at all surprised that you chose a My Chemical Romance song because you were like the biggest My Chemical Romance fan. So definitely makes sense. But why did you choose this song in particular? So I feel like, so I chose this song for um, a multiple num- a multiple number. That makes no sense. <laughs> a multiple, okay, I'll just say it, a multiple number of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the reason I chose it was because I feel like not only is it the perfect emo song, but it's complex and it's kind of hilarious, just like Kylo Ren. So, yeah. wow, I that, yeah. Right? Like, I just, I feel like it's a perfect match for him. So, my, the first thing I wanted to address is his anger issues. So, obviously, it's kind of just him explaining to everyone, like, hey, like, I'm not okay, just in case you didn't realize. <laughs> I'm not okay. The mask and give it away. (laughs) I lash out at people, you know what I mean? Like, it's him kind of just, you know, letting people know that. And then my other thing was, I almost feel like it's him explaining himself to Ray. You know? Because she does get him. But at the same time, he's also letting her know, this is how I feel. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, That's I think, choice. yeah, I think it's the perfect match for him. 
So I guess I'll share mine. I went back and forth between a few, but I also chose a My Chemical Romance song. And yes. and I chose Most of You. Wow. I chose this song because I actually hadn't listened to it in like a long time. And I was just listening to like emo playlists on Spotify. Yes. And it came up and I started listening to the lyrics. And I thought that it worked really well for Kylo Ren, especially like towards the end of his life, I guess. Wow, that's like very so it's very like intense, but I saw it as you know him thinking about what he was gonna do and what his next steps would be and how he felt. So like it talks about how like like I don't know, I guess he's saying you are never coming home, but like I started thinking about how, you know, he says he can't go home and he like doesn't he feels like there's only one path for him and then just like talking about like thinking about someone and how they've affected him and obviously was thinking about you know how he thinks about Ray and the fact that you know she like doesn't want anything to do with him and all of like the complicated feelings that go along with that I don't know I'm <laughs> I feel that I'm really not explaining it well but <laughs> it made sense to me <laughs> I get that Man, do I, should I pick one of these for mine? I, don't know. Like, I mean, I since you said you had seven, I don't know if you should go through all of them, but like maybe pick like your top three. Okay, <laughs> so I'll pick the funnier ones. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't pick... go for like the funny route. I went for like the very depressing route, but <laughs> very well, depressing. I, I like some of those. So like, <laughs> I had broken with Caesar as like a sad one, and then when I'm gone by three doors down. And Wait, that. I have to interrupt you here. Yes. Neither of those songs are emo. They're at, they were on my emo playlist. I know. I came across a bunch of playlists that I was like, these songs are not emo. Maybe <laughs> I'm pseudo emo. You know what? I I feel like that music is that she had just mentioned. What? <laughs> I feel like that's your husband's music. Yeah. It I okay. Oh I my like, god, what? I yeah, so I like Three Doors Down. Yeah. But that's kind of the exception. Like that's what my husband listens to is like those bands that you mentioned and he like he like loves them. Yes. I would rather listen to My Chemical Romance. So what makes My Chemical Romance emo versus this? And also it's very interesting because like your husband and Darth Brooks are very similar and this is something they diverge completely. Like, Darth Brooks came down and he was like, I hate this music. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Uh, what kind of so music does Darth good. Brooks like? Um, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mixture between, like, soundtracks and, like, Perfect Circle and Lucifer, okay. maybe. Metallica? Metallica's on there. I know okay, well, there. okay, my husband likes yeah. Metallica, but that's kind of, like, on, like, the heavier stuff. Like, there's, like, I told him, I, I was, like, if I was going to listen to music from, like, the era that you're listening to right now, I would right. listen to, like, Rob Zombie and, <laughs> like, Marilyn Manson, and, like, sometimes Marilyn. I can, I, sometimes I can deal with, like, Disturbed, but, like, I'm or, like, Corn, but like I corn. don't know. Yeah. All right. These are all things that your husband likes? No, he doesn't like those. Oh, I'm saying like I, I would listen to those. Uh, okay. So, yeah, maybe none of these songs are actually emails. All right, so, like, let's, I have... wait, let's talk all the ones that you have. Yeah, okay. I was going to okay. say, you have to list them all, though. 
So I, I have like a saga. So when he's like studying under Luke, I have four pessimists. I'm pretty optimistic by Paramore. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. That, okay. That qualifies. Okay. And then like he first meets <laughs> Ray and it's first date by Blink 182. No. And then. Uh, um, mm. uh, that's like borderline. Yeah. And I then. Mean, our humble opinions from coming from an emo expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I might be like soft. Emo. I don't even know what to describe this whiny. <laughs> um, so, and then after killing his father, it's untitled by Simple Plan. Okay. That can, yeah. Hero, heroine, boys like girls, The Last Jedi. Now, Siri, would you consider that to be emo? I would. Boys like girls was like one of those, at least in my lifetime, was like <laughs> one of those weird, like transitional bands where like, my group and, like, myself weren't really, like, emo anymore. We were more, like, seen. But Boys Like Girls was more of, like, a preppier band. Right. Like, that, that was more... any mm-hmm. sense at all. That's Siri, very interesting. Siri, you're going to have to answer this question for me. <laughs> what band did Loya and I see at our college? Not um, Boys Like Girls. Hello right? Goodbye. Hello Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I actually still have their CD. Probably shouldn't say that out loud. Um, and then I have Addicted by Simple Plan as like a post, like the end of The Last Jedi. Well, transitioning to the end of The Last Jedi. Then I have Broken with Seether. Then I have his redemption arc, which is Who I Am Hates Who I've Been by Reliant K, which is not one of my traditional traditional bands I've listened to. As I, I used to love that song. <laughs> I don't even think I know that song. I did not know until it appeared in my emo playlist, which apparently was lying to me. And then I have When I'm Gone, Three Doors Down. And then Facing Palpatine, It Ends Tonight by All American Rejects. <laughs> I like that one. So I know on All American Rejects a few Are years they ago. Um, I would not consider them emo. Personally, however, I went to a dashboard confessional concert a few years ago like yeah. with someone who was very into dashboard confessional and they opened right and yeah and all american rejects opened for dashboard confessional and they were like so good they were like so enjoyable i love them their songs appeared multiple times in my email playlist and i i i was trying to think of other ways to like incorporate them what about hinder no mm. I, was thinking, I mean, um, All American Rejects, I could see being, like, emo adjacent. Ooh, that's a good one. It's better than soft emo. <laughs> I don't know how to describe, like, Hindu emo. Like oh. oh, yeah, I don't know how to describe that either. Well, I don't know how to describe them without, like, saying a radio station. Because I'm like, <laughs> that's, like, this radio station. Yeah, this like, local radio station. Yeah, but, like, obviously no one would know what I'm talking about, so... Yeah, I was thinking. I know exactly what you mean, though. I know like exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> like you probably know what radio station I'm thinking of. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I was trying to like figure out a way to like. Well, actually, what I was thinking was like a very good YouTube slash video where Lips of the Angel involved Kyle Red, <laughs> Hux, and Ray, and then I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure no one's ever done this. So, oh, but, did you find that in fact no one has? 
I don't know. I didn't actually look. I oh, actually you should have. You so should see, have. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, Lips of an Angel was probably, like, one of the best videos I've ever seen just because, like, I was going to mention that. Yeah, Siri and I used to watch that video and just, like, die laughing. <laughs> it was a little, like, hand motion, right? It's yes! It's like a little, like, yes, T-Rex yes, hand. Yes, like a T-Rex. Yes, yeah. exactly. I've seen them in concert, actually. It, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I will also not say where I saw it, because that would be revealing us to my regional location. Um, I'm looking it up. Lips of an Angel, Kylo Ren. I'm pretty sure no one's done this. <laughs> oh my god, someone did it. All right. <laughs> Specifically with those three characters? I don't think so. Oh, There's okay. no way. Just with Kylo Ren. Yeah. Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, and Rey. I don't even know how that works. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, who's the other girl? All right. I mean, yeah, there has to be another person. Yeah. Involved. <laughs> Maybe it's himself. <laughs> <laughs> You're, yeah, you're meant to imagine that one of them is you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now I feel educated about, like, what... It, well, not really. I, I realized that what I listened to was not emo, for the most well, part. our opinion. You know, like, I guess people could have different opinions of what is emo and what's not. Well, I also, like, there is, I guess, a difference. Like, emo is, like, a genre of music, but it is also just, like, a feeling. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the topic of today's episode, which was to talk to you, Siri, about hair and makeup in Star Wars, since that's your area of expertise. And I'm just interested to hear what you have to say and how you can help us to maybe recreate some of the looks. So since you said Solo is your favorite movie, obviously the person we would look to in Solo, well, maybe not obviously because there's Lando, but I thought we would talk a little bit about Kira's style. So what is your your general assessment of her? So <laughs> I have many thoughts about Kira's style. Um, you know, maybe I'm not just the average Joe watching solo, <laughs> but as soon as I saw Kira, I had so many questions. And I even remember in the movie theaters, I think I was with you. Yes. <laughs> but I remember like just being like how did she get that manicure? How did she get this? How did she get that? Like, that was the first thing that came to my mind because it was just so mind-blowing to me. So Yeah, so, like, in maybe the very first scene, if not, like, one of the first scenes is when she and Han are escaping from Corellia and, like, there are a bunch of close-ups of her nails and she has, like, a black nail polish manicure with, like, sparkles. Yeah, and I would have just, like, never noticed that. You pointed that out to me. I don't know. Like, I, no- I notice things like that, too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Siri and I have, like, complained to each other about <laughs> hair and makeup and nails and movies. But, yeah, it was, like, very striking to me because I don't remember seeing anyone wearing nail polish other than I think. Yeah, so I think I think Holdo also has nail polish. What? And I, I forget what color it is. Yeah, I kind of found one. It looks like she just has black nail polish. Okay. 
So yeah, she definitely is wearing nail polish. And yeah, it's like a very dark color. I can't tell exactly what it is, but it's like a very dark nail polish. So she also wears nail polish, but I, don't, I think that's like pretty uncommon in Star Wars. So I definitely noticed it. And then the other aspect of it, as you said in your intro, was <laughs> she's living as a scum rat on Corellia. So I'm not sure where she's getting her nails done. So <laughs> that was one of my first thoughts about her overall style. And I was re-watching Solo and I'm sitting there like trying to think, okay, how could she have this manicure? So I'm getting all these thoughts like, through my mind and I'm like, well, is like Lady Proxima paying for it? Is it like the white worm gang? Are they hooking her up? Like, I don't, I don't know because either way it just makes no sense. That being said, I did attempt to recreate that manicure a little bit when I went to Galaxy's Edge. So back in the days when I could get the occasional manicure, I went to go get one before I went to Disney and I wanted like special occasion nails for Galaxy's Edge. So I did black nail polish with like a holographic glitter on top, which was in part inspired by Kira, I have to admit. (laughs) I mean, I also get special occasion nails when I go to Disney, you know this. I I mean, my other thought was maybe Han is stealing the goods for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he's going out of his way on, like, the black market or something, and he's getting, you know, nail polish and glitter for her, and she's doing it herself. Oh, uh, Loya, this reminds me of Crash Landing on You. <laughs> <laughs> the black market? Yeah. <laughs> Of what? She needed her scented candle. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't live without scented candles. I would assume <laughs> she's doing it herself, right? Like it's not like there's people out there in Star Wars doing giving manicures, are there? Manicures? I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's true. If she is doing it herself, where is the nail polish coming from? But I like that theory, Siri. Yeah, I mean that's really the only explanation. So. And like I said, my other thought was maybe it's the white worms. Like maybe they have some kind of like underground nail salon. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I mean, that would be really cool. But again, most likely it's just Han stealing the stuff. I mean, I think you should write fan fiction about the underground nail salon. Maybe I should. Maybe that'll be. I guess I feel a little conflicted about Kira's hair. Like, I really like it. I would love for my hair to look like hers. Yes. So I would love to hear your tips on how to achieve that, Siri. But I don't know if it's super Star Wars-y. I agree that it's not super Star Wars-y. But what hair would you be referring to? Because she has many different styles. Okay, so I know at the beginning she has like a bob kind of with bangs. Right. That's fine. But I particularly like her ponytail and her hair when she is on the yacht with Dryden Voss when she's wearing that like amazing dress. Oh, that is a beautiful dress. So I will say for her ponytail, which is also... One of my other questions, and again, I mean, I'm not 
just like the average Joe watching this, I I like pick at little hair and makeup things just because I'm me. But she one thousand percent has extensions. <laughs> I knew it. I was just thinking about that as I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, she's got extensions. Like thousand percent. Oh, oh so, my. My question is, where did you get your sentence from? Like, and again, I like the theory that maybe Han has, like, stolen all this stuff for her, and she just has to snap, like... (laughs) Gotta get her hair extensions. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, at that point, it's after she has already joined, like, the crime syndicate, so, like, maybe at that point, she has more connections, or, like, she can afford to pay for her extensions. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to achieve that look, it's actually pretty simple. Um... She just pulls her hair in a high pony, adds those extensions in, and then curls the pony when it's, you know, already in the pony, if that makes any sense. And you just tease the top of your hair. It's pretty It's pretty simple, I mean, and it looks really good. Man, I've had extensions before, but it was solely for my wedding day. What? Yeah. You yeah. were there. <laughs> I don't remember the extensions. I guess your extensions were so good that she didn't realize they were extensions. You were, like, there while they were being put on my head. <laughs> I was probably like, this is a weird process. Like, I don't well, know what this I'm is. I'm going to be over here. Yeah. Drinking champagne. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, no, like, I loved the extensions. It made my hair look very nice. But it's not something that I would do on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. I still I, have them, actually. Are they, like, are you supposed to, like throw away extensions after a certain yes. period of time. You actually are. You're actually supposed to <laughs> dispose of them after a certain time. Okay. Like, what's the time frame for that? Like, can you reuse them a certain number? Like, is it the amount of uses or is it the, like, duration, like, from, like, you know, now until the end of the year? So, it depends on what type of extensions you have. So, if they're real hair and, like, things like that, it might be a little bit longer. But I believe the ones that you had were, like, a one-time extension, if I am remembering it. So they were real hair, but that's pretty much all I know about them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never attempted to use them again, and now it's been almost four years, so I'm sure they're not (laughs) usable at this point. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, regardless, I don't think they are usable anymore. (laughs) So, no Kira Pony for me, I guess. But what about her curls? So, her curls on the yacht is also another look that I love. And it's also pretty simple. So, you would just section your hair into four sections. And then tightly curl about a one to one and a half inch piece. Let those curls kind of cool down a little bit. And then you just brush them out. Wow. That's very simple. I could do that in theory. (laughs) So it's actually a look that I I really like, and I actually am going to do something similar for my wedding that's coming up. So cool. I'm I'm almost scared to ask. So uh, my hair has been getting longer, obviously, since (laughs) COVID (laughs) struck, and I, I refuse to go to the hair salon. So I'm like, you know what? I need some different looks for, like work <laughs> zoom calls <laughs> my my zoom calls every day so does ray have extensions too like how do i get the buns Are, is that real no. hair 
Ray does not have extensions. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, like, I, I mean, not that I know how Kira obtains some of the things that she has, as we just discussed, but, like, yeah, I don't think Ray's getting hair extensions on Jakku. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. But I could also see, like, you know, oh, her hair's just like that, I don't know, full, lush, looks good. I, mean, I guess it, it's buns. <laughs> yeah, her hair is pretty much, like, shoulder, maybe a little bit longer than shoulder length. Her hair is not that long oh really i could do that then my hair is like yeah a little bit beyond shoulder length at this point so how does she do that so you would just separate your hair into three different sections okay so you would separate your hair at the crown at the middle and at the bottom and then you would take each section and just put it in a little pony and then loop that pony and tie it off with an elastic so you wouldn't even have to really make a real bun. Yeah. You kind of just take that pony and loop that piece of hair with the elastic. Okay. Wow. And that's it. Wow. I mean, yeah. All, I mean, all these hairstyles are actually like, they might look crazy, but they're actually pretty simple. Man, this makes me feel so much better. I feel, I felt betrayed <laughs> by the use of extension <laughs> a little bit. For no real reason besides the fact that I was like, wow, her hair looks so good. Oh, I wish my hair looked like that. And it's not real. <laughs> so that's cool. I'm totally going to do that <laughs> Monday. Or maybe I'll try tomorrow. And then, yeah, what about her makeup? Because I know it changes throughout the the sequels. <laughs> so, that might be an understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I also have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, and I have different things about so normally ray doesn't wear makeup like essentially Mm -hmm. so but like by that you mean like she doesn't wear makeup but she's obviously wearing makeup because it's a movie right exactly like as far as okay makeup like she i'm sure is wearing something because it is a movie but like they want the illusion that she's not wearing makeup pretty much but throughout throughout different things that changes (laughs) so (laughs) so my first thought is when she goes to meet kylo so Mm -hmm. so you're referring to in the last jedi when she puts herself in the escape pod and goes to see him right so pretty much up until then she was just the normal ray natural no makeup she had her little buns and she goes to meet Kylo. All of a sudden, her hair is half up, half down. So it's like, okay, like her hair's not fully down and flowing, but she put her hair half up, half down. So it's like she's a little more like she's trying to be like more glamorous almost. It's like, okay. Huh. Then it seems like she puts on some mascara and it almost seems like she has a faint lip color on. And again, it, it's hard to tell because it is like that kind of like movie makeup. It's like almost like is she or is she not wearing a lip color? But it's it's there. Like something's there. And then it's the fact that she puts on so much highlighter. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know where it came from. Like I was just like I just kept looking at it and I'm like. Like, one scene, I was like, all right, yeah, I think she has highlighter on. And then, like, the next scene, I was like, okay, she has way too much highlighter on. Like, I don't even know where that came from. And she threw some blush on. 
And then she filled her eyebrows in. What? And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she also has eyeliner on, but it's pencil. So I'm like, all right. Like, it was, it's like one of the, like, you know how back in the day, like, people used to wear pencil eyeliner underneath their eye? I certainly know that. Yes. Yeah. She kind of has, like, that going on, but it's very subtle. Like, it's subtle enough just to kind of bring out her eyes. So it's like, she went very heavy on the highlighter. She threw on some eye makeup. She maybe even put, like, a a gloss or, like, a lip color on. And she completely changed her hairstyle. So what is she trying to achieve there? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that I noticed, so that's why I wanted you to talk about it, but, like, I definitely would not look at it and be like, she's wearing this and this and this, and it's pencil eyeliner, like, I wouldn't have been able to get that specific, and, <laughs> but... I was lucky to notice, <laughs> like, let's be honest, like, ah, oh, she looks different. <laughs> but I definitely will have to look for the highlighter, like, I feel like highlighter is very easy to overdo. Oh, yeah, 100%. I overdo my highlighter every day. That's, that's just because I want to. Like, you know, but it is very easy to go from zero to 100 with highlighter. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess there's just some makeup on the Lone Falcon or like, where else would she get it from? <laughs> like, the huts? I don't know. The huts on Octu. <laughs> yeah it it just it just really stood out to me because like I said like maybe maybe the average person wouldn't look at it and like notice that big of a difference but when you're like looking for stuff like that it's like you notice the difference yeah yeah when it was pointed out to me I was like oh my god you're right (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so I don't I mean I guess she felt like she just like wanted to look her best for that particular visit man i don't feel like ray would though right like i feel like this is the makeup artist (laughs) most likely is in all honesty like i don't i don't necessarily know if it was like ray's intention or if it was just like you know them trying to be dramatic about it yeah well, I mean, I think the hair was definitely intentional. And that's something that I have seen a lot of discussion about is the fact that she doesn't have her buns in that scene. And, like, that's a hairstyle that she had had from childhood. And it's after she goes into that the mirror cave right. that mm. her hair becomes, like, half up, half down and not in the buns. So I feel like that is definitely symbolic. And, like, the fact that her hair is like that when she goes to see Kylo is symbolic. So that's why it also, honestly, pissed me off when she had her buns again in Rise of Skywalker. I was not happy about it. Right. It's kind of like she backpedaled on all yeah. of it. Yeah. I know, that I know I like, to be fair, I know they're, like, yeah. slightly different in Rise of Skywalker. Like, they're yeah. a little bit, um, I don't know, how would you explain it? I mean, they definitely are a little bit different in Rise of Skywalker, but it's just not. They're like a little bit more like bun like as opposed to loops. They're a little bit more like voluminous 
But, I mean, it's still, like, the same hairstyle, essentially. I mean, also in Rise of Skywalker, like, I feel like she has, yeah, it's, like, a little more volume. And I feel like the buns are bigger. You're mm-hmm. right. The buns are bigger, and it's, like, closer to the top of her head. So if you're looking at her straight view, it looks like she just has one bun, like, on the top yeah. of her head. Yeah, I I see what you mean. Like, they're a little more, they're, yeah, they're definitely different. Yeah, never noticed that. I'm totally (laughs) looking at pictures, you're right. But, yeah, no, I did not, did not like that she went back to that hairstyle. (laughs) I honestly, yeah, I'm still reeling from the fact that, like, I never, like, I I noticed the change in Rise of Jedi, as I combined both of them into one in the Last Jedi, but I didn't like realize the symbol uh, symbolism, like with Rise of Skywalker, where yeah, she does go back, which is I mean entirely. There's so much in that movie where she goes back, or like a regression from the Last Jedi, that this would just be another example. But it's crazy that I didn't notice. Speaking of Rise of Skywalker. Another thing that we wanted to talk to you about was kind of Ray's dark Ray look. And I know you took some extensive notes on it. So I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. (laughs) So (laughs) the first thought that I have was she has extremely, extremely, extremely heavy contouring. Her eyebrows are brushed out. It almost seems like she has... And again, like, this could just be the makeup artist, you know, trying to play, like, evil tricks on people. But it seems like that she maybe has a red eyeshadow on. And again, I don't know if that's supposed to be her makeup or if it's supposed to be, like, her eyes are, like, sunken in red type of thing. And it also seems like, and this just could be me, like, overanalyzing, but it seems like she has very mini cat eyes. Again, I don't know if that was just me, like, looking at it with, like, a magnifying glass, but I think she has very, very mini cat eyes as well. I mean, if anyone, you would know, because that's your signature look. Right. So, I mean, it's just, I think the way they did it was awesome, because if I had an evil me... I would I would want her to look like that. You know what I mean? Like, so you like the contouring? I do, I do. I think it it's perfect because it's kind of the complete opposite of Ray. I like wish we would have seen more of that because what you do see is just like a very quick flash, and I feel like they partially did the makeup just to like kind of look creepy, right? And for her face to kind of look like sunken in, but. I don't know, like, it's interesting, like, she looks interesting, and I, I, I wish we just, like, generally would have gotten more of the dark version of Rey. I do agree with that. I think it would have been very interesting to see some more. So, I know that when we were first talking about Rise of Skywalker after we saw it, I was, like, talking about my thoughts, and I asked you, like, what you thought of... Ray and Kylo and like their whole relationship in that movie and the fact that they kiss and you were just like I don't know I thought it was weird and then I asked you like ideally what <laughs> you would have wanted to happen and you were just like I wish that like Ray would have just been evil. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, and again, like, I think that's just, you know, <laughs> I find, like, evil characters more interesting and hilarious. So I just, like, want everyone to be evil and everything <laughs> because I just think it's so great. Like, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but that's, like, always <laughs> how I want things to go. So... I don't know. I mean, I also, like, feel very robbed because, like, I have the Rise of Skywalker, like, art of book, and there are some sketches in there of, like, Kylo on the Sith throne with Rey, and, like, the one that I've seen is, like, honestly not that great, but, like, it has a lot of potential, so I she, like, mentions that she is having visions of them ruling together and stuff, like, why couldn't we just have seen that vision, like, I'm sure it would have been so interesting and, like, cool to look at. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It certainly makes more sense than, like, Padme and Anakin being, like, you could rule with me. And, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously being incompatible there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I don't want them to both be evil and, like, be ruling together in a dark side manner but like i don't know like if you're gonna say that she's having visions of like the dark side version of herself ruling the galaxy with kylo like i would at least like to see that yeah yeah i definitely agree with that i think her on the throne and him behind her would be really cool (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of sitting on the throne with kylo what about Kylo's hair? Like, because that changes as well throughout the sequels. It certainly does. <laughs> I can so, notice hair changes. Makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so Kylo, in general, I think has the perfect emo hair. Like, he's just the poster child of the perfect emo hair. I don't even think he straightens it because <laughs> that's just, like, his natural hair. So... He's got that going for him. But does he do anything to, like, thicken it? Because, like, it's so voluminous in the first one. No, he's just naturally blessed. He just has, like, good hair. Man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what I think, at least. I don't think they do anything extra for his hair. Like, I'm pretty sure that's just his natural hair. Yeah. So then they artificially, like, make it more straggly in the second one. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking maybe they use, like, some kind of, like, pomade or something just to make it, like, a little more straggly and make it look, like, a little greasy, Mm. but my thoughts go to, so his hair varies from either super emo or to, like, super suave, so... (laughs) My thoughts were, as soon as he's good boy Ben, his hair totally changes. So his oh, hair interesting. Goes, what? Yeah, so his hair goes from super emo, and then as soon as he's Ben, all of a sudden his hair's pushed back, and you can see his face. And he essentially has the same hair, but he doesn't have that like deep emo part. His hair's literally just push back and you can fully see his face oh my god you're right <laughs> I'm, I'm having to have google images up for most of the conversation where i'm just like oh my god dark gray oh my god and solo wow that's yeah i did not notice that 
I mean, I like that in addition to just like giving us tips, you're also like having all of these deep insights based <laughs> on hair. Because hair is a deep insight. <laughs> like hair is the basis of your life. Like your hair should tell your story. That's like Lady favorite. Gaga song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did want to bring up, I have seen pictures, and I think I found them at some point and sent them to you, Loya, of Adam mm. Driver on set, I think for The Force Awakens, where he has, like, braids in his hair. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. And I, like, I don't know. Maybe I that's where he gets that volume. Like, it could be his original hair, but if you braid it and then, like, floof it up a bit. Total, totally no idea. <laughs> so, Okay. <laughs> All right, I found it. So, oh, so yeah, so as you can see, like, the top of his hair is, like, braided back. It is. Oh, my God, there's so many memes about it. Um, Yeah, so actually, it seems like maybe when he's on set, they braid the top of his hair just to kind of give it a little bit more of a wave or, like, a little bit more of volume. So, yeah, that explains it. I mean... There you go. That's definitely something that, again, he still does have great hair like, to begin with, but it looks like they do braid that top portion to give him like a little more texture. Well, I mean, I also think they're braiding his hair very, like, not necessarily briefly, but like they may be doing different types of braids that create different <laughs> wave patterns. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't have those skills. I can't even French braid, so that would not be happening for me. <laughs> So I like I can French braid. <laughs> I'm like I can do that. <laughs> so would French braids do that? Give you that. <laughs> like, how do we get this volume? Is my question. <laughs> so I wouldn't use a French braid because a French braid is more of all of your hair. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're placing things very specifically. <laughs> so based on just looking at the pictures. I would say, like, if you just did smaller braids and made them really, like, did the tension very tightly, you would be good to go. But you would have to do them, like, if you want it in your whole head, obviously you wouldn't just do random sections like they do. (laughs) All right. So that seems like a lot of work. (laughs) So I'm just, like, browsing through pictures and... His hair just, like, looks very different in The Force Awakens than it does in The Last Jedi. And I feel like in The Force Awakens, it looks like he's, like, like blown it out. (laughs) It looks like he... Let me take a look. I mean, it kind of does. It looks like maybe he used, like, a round brush. (laughs) Does Star Wars have hair dryers? Uh, I mean, (laughs) probably. Uh, That seems like something they could have. Maybe when he's getting his scar fixed, you know. Well, I guess yeah, that's after. Yeah, then his hair doesn't yeah. look good in that scene, so I don't know. Maybe he just, like, after he got slashed up, he's like, I don't have time. You know, <laughs> I just don't want to blow, blow dry my hair for you anymore. It's too much work. <laughs> Here's another point that I have, though. It also seems like he might have layers. <laughs> and I feel as though... My fiance has very similar hair. 
Oh my but, gosh, can you make that happen? <laughs> as far as like the texture and the layers, and he does literally nothing to his hair. Nothing. So I feel like it also could be that. Like just his haircut and like the way it's layered. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still don't know how to explain the fact that like his hair looks like highly styled <laughs> in The Force Awakens, like even right after he takes off his helmet. Yet, like, in the later movies, it just seems to get, like, progressively, like, more greasy and, like, dirty looking. But, like, maybe it is, like, he just doesn't have time for that now. Yeah. Right, exactly. Too much is going on. He's gone beyond the fluffy hair phase. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I kind of want (laughs) to see you guys be Kylo and Rey for Halloween now. Like, having known that your fiancé has the same hair, like, I'm like, well, that's just, that's just good, good luck. <laughs> I do feel like you would make a good Ray. Hands down, like, the buttons, yeah. You could be Dark Ray, oh my gosh, Dark Ray and Kylo. Yes. You could recreate oh the scene, like, you could present us the vision of you guys ruling the universe together. I love that amazing yeah i mean just do it in your own home honestly <laughs> with this year but <laughs> yeah yeah i know I'll take pictures <laughs> pictures are important <laughs> <laughs> so then we can be like oh that's what it would look like they should have included this <laughs> to wrap up siri i thought i would just ask you about some of your overall thoughts and opinions of hair and makeup in star wars so we'll start off with what would you consider to be, I guess we'll do one of each. So what would you consider to be the best hair in Star Wars? (laughs) I know you guys aren't going to like this answer (laughs) because it was brought up. Something was brought up earlier, but so it's like kind of a tie between what I think is the best hair and what hair I would want. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me do the best hair first. All right. So my best hair is Leia's look in The Last Jedi. Okay. So it was really hard for me not to choose like classic Leia buns just mm. because it's something that I identify with because I actually used to wear that hairstyle all the time in the 90s. <laughs> like I loved it and it's like one of the easiest hairstyles and it's super cute and it's just like people it's actually kind of coming back now like people are still wearing them it's iconic but I was thinking about her hair in Last Jedi and she just went so over the top with it (laughs) like no one (laughs) no one expected her to go so over the top and it was just great she has like almost a little mohawk going on and she has very deep side parts. It almost looks like she's lined up on the sides. <laughs> she has, like, her crazy little braids and her buns. And it's like, I don't know how she's doing this in the middle of her abandoning her base. Like, how do you get the time to sit there and create, like, a little mohawk and all these braids? And, like, it was just... It really was just awesome. I don't know how she has the time to do that. I think it was a pretty iconic hairstyle. 
So that's interesting because that's like one of those hairstyles where, yes, it like looks so great. And I am definitely always a fan of intricately braided hairstyles. And I would love to have my hair look like that. But that's a hairstyle that you would need someone else to do. Am I right? Like it would be difficult for Leia to do that on her own head. Yeah, most likely she would need someone to help her with it, I would say. like, And this is something that we have discussed in talking about Padme, because obviously she mm-hmm. has very intricate hairstyles, and she has her handmaidens to do her hair for her. So They're I wonder... hair pieces. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's an interesting pick. I do like what they did with Leia's hair in the sequel trilogy, because... She is known for having like her signature braided hairstyles and they kind of got creative with it and still had her have the braids, but like had some really interesting things going on. Leia's always going above and beyond with her hairstyles and I think she like really outdid herself with that one. Alright, so then what would you say is the hairstyle that you would want to have? So this is the one that I don't think that you'll be happy about, but it's Haldo's hair. I like Haldo's hair. Yeah, I like Haldo's hair, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I know you guys were, like, talking about her nail polish and how, you know, all that stuff. But I, I like Haldo. I, in saying it's whatever I said, <laughs> yeah, I was not, I was not communicating my feelings about her. I just am saying there are a lot of people out there who seem to be very hostile towards her. She could, she could communicate a little bit better. Although I understand why she doesn't. <laughs> It's Poe, you know. I wouldn't communicate to him either. But yeah, so would no, you go I, for the color or the just the look? Like, the styling? I or would both? Say, yeah, I would say both. I yeah. mean, she has, like, that nice pastel-y kind of purple hair. And she has the cute little bob with the curls. Like, it's honestly, if I were to ever dye my hair a different color, that would be the color that I would choose. Like, if I ever were to do a non-natural hair color, it would be that color and most likely that cut. I like it. I like it, too. And I also really like her, like, hair ornament that she has. Mm-hmm. Like, her little halo type thing. Her disc. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. I, I like that. So, makeup. Do you have a best and a one that you would want for that? So, for best makeup, I would say... Kira's general makeup as much as I question it and you know kind of wonder where she gets her supplies um I would say Kira's makeup hands down is something that I would choose as best and for what I would do again it's not so much Star Wars-y um but if we're looking at makeup she's really one of the only characters that does her makeup essentially that's a main character if we want to get down into like the nitty-gritty of that so like you would say she's one of the only characters that is like in story in universe like aiming to like do her makeup and have her makeup be visible as makeup right exactly Mm. interesting okay those are the best what would you say is the worst hair (laughs) so um I'm sure anyone could guess, but 
but my worst hair is Anakin in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like almost a mullet. It, yeah, it like essentially is a mullet with a rat's tail that's <laughs> just braided. <laughs> I've like kind of gotten over this as I've gotten older, but like. Uh, you both remember when it was like a thing in the 90s for boys to have rat tails and I have like bad associations with that so like the Padawan braid has always been a little weird to me because I just immediately think about rat tails all right what about worse makeup oh I don't know if this would be classified as makeup or not I guess by a theatrical standpoint it would um but I have to say Palpatine. <laughs> like, I have to say Palpatine. Like, I just... So, like, so you're referring to, like, the special effects makeup, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really can't argue with that. Like, I very recently <laughs> rewatched Revenge of the Sith, and I was just like, yeah. Uh, not totally convinced by this. <sighs> I mean... I also have to say, in The Rise of Skywalker, as much as I love, you know I love Palpatine, like, <laughs> I I do love him, but I also feel like in The Rise of Skywalker, I was a little, like, iffy about the makeup in that. And I do understand what they were going for, but I just feel like the makeup wasn't... Wasn't on point. It did, yeah, it just wasn't on point. Like, there was, there was something missing about it. They, like, kind of lost the character a bit yeah i mean i i personally think palpatine is like at his best when he is hooded and you can like kind of see (laughs) (laughs) wear that mask uh yeah no i mean it's just like it makes him more mysterious you can like kind of see parts of his face but not his whole face and i feel like it just has like a better effect than just like looking at his face right but i i also feel like that's true with a lot of villains like, maybe what you think in your head is scarier or, you know, more terrifying than what someone else can create. And I think that plays, like, a big role in it. All right. So since we're on the topic of Palpatine, I have to ask you, like, what would you consider to be, like, the top Palpatine moments? <laughs> oh, God. The top Palpatine moments. Okay. The first thing that comes to mind <laughs> for some reason is when he goes, strike me down. <laughs> and I don't know why, but like that's what I I always think of when I think of him. <laughs> and I don't know if that has to do with Star Wars Battlefront or not. Oh, uh, it's possible. <laughs> Because that might be, like, one of his catchphrases. My other... I think this all just has to do with his voice. I I just... I just think his voice is really hilarious. And I think maybe everything that I'm thinking of has to do with his voice. But earlier, in actually our first episode, we, Laura and I were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean and how it was instrumental. <laughs> building our friendship and we were talking about how she loved Barbosa and that's something that the two of you have in common. Oh yeah. So I think there are some like 
there's some overlaps between Barbosa and Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> just in terms of like their characters. <laughs> it's like the over the top, like, and the actors just eating up the scenes and then the <laughs> epic lines and the voice. Voices make a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, you mentioned earlier that you had some notes about Bib Fortuna that you wrote and then didn't know if you should share, but I think we all want to hear about Bib Fortuna. <laughs> <laughs> so I truly hope that everyone knows who Bib Fortuna is. Yeah, I guess we should explain that. So Bib Fortuna is like, what, like Jabba's like second in command, basically, or... Major Dermo. Oh, yeah, God, Major Domo. Thank you. Yeah. So he is in Return of the Jedi at Jabba's Palace, and he doesn't appear for all that long, but (laughs) I'll let you explain, Siri. (laughs) So Bib Fortuna, like I mentioned, I was trying so hard just to say something about him just because I think he's so great. He reminds me a lot, like, as far as his looks. He reminds me a lot of the original Phantom of the Opera. I don't know if anyone... <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Like, yeah, like, like the, like, looking, like, side to side kind of thing. Exactly. Like, he just, I don't know, like, he just his his facial expressions, <laughs> like, I don't know. He just reminds me of the original Phantom of the Opera. So... Uh, I was just, like, writing, like, BS notes about him just because I wasn't But then I crossed it out because I was like, that's stupid. Like, you don't need to mention Bib Fortuna. But, oh, look. That's you mentioned- <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't realize he was in Clone Wars. This is amazing. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. now I, like, I'm more excited about Clone Wars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I have my notes from Return of the Jedi, and it's the section about Bib Fortuna, and I just wrote that he could do a lot more with his head tails <laughs> and drop the ball with them because he kind of just has them like ro- like wrapped around. And I was like, everyone else in Jabba's palace has so much like better hairstyles and cooler styles than him. I was like, I don't understand why he couldn't make a cool design. That was my notes about him. <laughs> it literally made no sense. Like it was just me like, trying to add in. I, I wrote, like, mention Bib Fortuna. <laughs> and then I was just, like, I had nothing about him. It was just, like, his presence that I wanted to mention. Okay, so, so I'm on, are you on Star Wars fandom? Um, I'm just, like, looking at pictures of Big, <laughs> Bib Fortuna. <laughs> I have, I have, like, according to Twilight standards, Fortuna is considered, quote, in quotations, darkly elegant oh, and wow. attractive, <laughs> notably due to his thick leku. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean apparently he doesn't have to do anything special with it yeah, he's just hot <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah what I'm, I'm just I don't know okay so he does he has two like a normal Twi'lek mm-hmm. right. but they're fat which is yeah. attractive <laughs> thick I should say okay well thank you siri for joining us this was a very fun and illuminating conversation and hopefully we will have you back again yes 
thank you guys for having me. So that's going to be it for today's show. Our intro and outro music is by Lobo Loco, and our segment break music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us at StarWarsSleepover.com, where we always have lots of links and supplementary material about what we've discussed, so check that out. We are also on Twitter at SWSleepover. I am on Twitter at, at Stelle Lontane, S-T-E-L-L-E-L-O-N-T-A-N-E. And we are also on Instagram at Star Wars Sleepover. Please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen, because we are just starting out. So we would really appreciate your spreading the word. And if you have any feedback or input on what you'd like to see us discuss next season, we would love to hear from you. We will be back next week to finally talk about Clone Wars and what's going on with Obi-Wan's feelings. Thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you.